First Chronicles, in chapter 4. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the next few minutes, Lord God, next 30 minutes, that, Lord, that you would, your word would come out, my God, with clarity and with pinpoint action, my God, to our heart, mind, and soul. And that, Lord, that you would challenge us tonight. That you would strengthen us, Lord God. And that you would give us that passion, my God, within us, Lord, to, to seek you, Lord God, and to draw near to you and to seek you with all our heart. Father, we love you and bless you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Now, here in the book of First Chronicles, you know, I, I was reading, you know, if you read First Chronicles, for the first nine chapters, it's nothing but names. Name after name after name. Matter of fact, I, I started earlier, I, I tried to count all the names so I can, so I can write down how many names that were in these first nine chapters. And I was, I was still in the first chapter and I had, I was up to 77. I said, no, I'm, I'm just going to say a lot. And because there's nothing but names, but through these names, in this portion of scripture, you know, you can, if you read first Chronicles, you've probably skipped over it many times and just said, I, you know what, let me. Let me find some more meat. There's not nothing in here but names. Amen. But how many know that names are important? Amen. Names are important because God, God put this in the Bible was this, so that Israel would have a foundation, that they would have a history, that ha they would have an ancestry of the true spiritual nature of God, how God brought them from the beginning to where they were at today. And even in our lives, you know what, in Victory Outreach, we have a history. We have an ancestry. We have names that, you know what, that started from uh, Pastor David Wilkerson. Amen. And just like, you know, if you read this story right after this, uh, King David uh, becomes king and he takes over. And I was, I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about it and I was comparing how, you know what, how, you know what, how David Wilkerson came on the scene. You know, David was tending sheep. And so was David Wilkerson. He was tending sheep in a small town in Pennsylvania as a senior pastor. And he was working with people. And in a, in a, uh, it might seem like an insignificant little small church. But you know what? One day God called him out of that small church. And he called him to the big city. He called him to the big lights. He called him to go preach the gospel because he read about, he seen on the news about the gangs and the, the fighting, the drugs that was taking place. Uh, in New York City, the epidemic of heroin. And he went down there. He heard the call. He heard the cry. David was called from the sheep pen. He was called. He was doing, you know, just tending sheep, doing the work that he was called to do. And one day God came, and he interrupted his life and said, you know what, you're going to be king of Israel. You're my chosen vessel. And just like that, we have a great, you know, God chose a great leader before, and even in our time he chose a great leader by the name of David Wilkerson, that went to New York City. He reached a, a man by the name of Nicky Cruz. He started Team Challenge. 
He started a home. And from there, Pastor Sonny Argonzoni came into that home. He was a drug addict, a heroin addict, and God delivered him. And God, you know what, began to set his plan in motion. Why? So he can impact people like me and you all over the world. What an ancestry we have. If you haven't read Treasures Out of Darkness, you've got to read it. And if you read it before, you need to read it again. Because sometimes it's easy to forget where we came from. God has brought us a mighty long way. Victory Outreach has been around uh, since 1967. That's a lot of years. We're going to be pretty soon going to be celebrating 50 years. Did we hit 45 already? We hit 45, right? We're, next is 50 years. That's a long time. God has been doing a work all over the world. But here in 1 Chronicles, the Bible says that Jabez, that he said, he said a prayer, right? And the name Jabez means pain, amen? It's translated in the Greek and Hebrew as pain. Has anybody ever said that about you? Uh, I know it was said about me, and I know, it was, I know the people I'm talking to said about you, right? That you're a pain in the neck, right? And some of you say you're a pain, you know, <laughs> you're a headache, huh? I'm not going to go there. But you're a pain in the neck, huh? All your lives, you know what? You, you know what, even till, up until we came to know the Lord, we were a pain to our parents. The Bible says that Jabez's mom named him pain, named, uh, named him pain to remind him of all the pain he caused his mother. Doesn't mention his father, but I'm sure his father too. Amen. And for many years, you know what, we've caught, we caused all kinds of, when I think about the things that I did, you know, the pain that I caused my parents, oh my God. Huh? And there's a lot of you parents that you've been through a lot because of your children. And you know what? If your children are small, let me tell you right now, you're going to go through a lot because of your children. Amen? That's just the way it is. Amen? You, you know what? All, all of us, you know, spiritually speaking, you know what? Our, our middle name's Jabez. Uh, hey, come on. Look at that. We cause pain. Huh? That's why I titled this message, Major Pain. Because in Victory Outreach, there's major pain. Amen? It, Alex over here smiling. And the dad's over here smiling too. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, it was said here about Jabez that, that, that he was a pain. That he caused his mother great pain in birth, and I'm sure during his life. She named him pain so he would always remember what he had done to his poor mother. See, mothers are good at that, you know. Mothers are good at, you know what, letting you know that you caused them pain. Letting you know that, you know what, that you hurt them. In, in, in Jabez's uh, case... Right? I believe that he caused a, a lot of pain, but the Bible says that he was more honorable than his brothers. Amen? How is that? Sounds like an oxymoron, right? That he was, the Bible says he was honorable, more honorable than all his brothers, right? But his name is Jabez. Huh? He caused a lot of pain. And I believe one of the reasons is because, you know what? That Jabez became a man of prayer. God put him inside the word of God is because something happened in his life. Something caused 
history to have his name written in the book of, of all time, the book of eternity, the book of the Bible. And I believe it is because he got a hold of God, is that he learned to pray to God. He learned to, you know what, to call on the name of the Lord. And so something happened, just like me and you. You know what, in the eyes of God, we are honorable than more than, than some of our family members. Why? We're not better than. But God says we're more honorable. Why? Is because you have a relationship with Almighty God. And that brings honor to God's name. That brings honor, honor to God's, God's kingdom. So you might say Jabez came from a dysfunctional family, and I'm sure he did, just like many of us. We come from dysfunctional families, right? With a controlling mo mother who is an expert at ex extracting guilt at her children. But in spite of all that, Jabez, he overcame the obstacles created by his upbringing. Amen. And so did many of you and I. Some of us are in, in the work. God is at work. God is delivering. God is restoring and God is doing great things. And God is making you more than an overcomer today. The Bible says he was an honorable man. And today, just like Jabez, God is making you and me into honorable men and women for his honor and his glory. See, we find Jabez buried in a long, like I said, in a list of names. So-and-so after so-and-so. But if you read through it and you read through all the names, you're going to see the name of Jabez and his prayer sticking out like a shining star in a long list of characters. It is significant that when Jabez is remembered, Jabez is not remembered for some, some outstanding achievement. Amen? He's not, you know, he's not remembered for building a, a big building or a great, you know, erecting something real big or or defeating somebody in a great battle. No, it's, he's simply known as for a prayer. Amen? And out of the nine chapters, he alone is lifted out because of the prayer he prayed. Amen? And I believe tonight that, you know what, that that God wants to teach us, like you said, this is prayer month, amen? And God wants us to learn how to rely on him through prayer. He wants us to pray. And when we pray and we get a hold of God, how many know that we're going to see God doing great things? We're going to see our name more honorable. We're going to see our ministry and our churches, amen, being lifted up before the things that we're doing because we're bringing honor and glory to God. Now, we're going to look at his prayer right now, amen? And remember, this prayer was written over 3,000 years ago, amen? And we're going to look at four things. Number one, his prayers in, well, his prayers in four parts. And number one, he prayed that God would bless him, amen? How many of you pray for God to bless you? How many of you want to be blessed, amen? Number two, he prayed that God would enlarge his territory or his borders. And number three, he prayed that God's hand would be upon him. How many of you want the hand of God upon your life? And number four, he prayed that God would keep him from evil. Amen. We need a lot of that. Come on, somebody. So the first thing we see here, the first point, is that we look at is Jabez prayed for God to bless him. Now here we see that 
Jabez is that he sought God's blessing on his life. He wasn't worried about feeling selfish. He wanted God's best, and he believed that God wanted to give it to him. You know, when I first got saved, when I gave my life to God, and I believe, you know, you know see, because the Bible says that, that a, a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. Amen. He'll want, he won't ignore it. If you're right in your heart, if, if you speak to God with all your heart and you mean it and God knows it, how many know that God is, you're going to get God's attention? Amen. And you know what? I remember even before I got saved, I remember crying out to God. And I cried out to God with all my heart. I was homeless, living in a car. I had a 19, I don't know, 73, 74 Mustang. Amen. I used to call it a Celine, but it wasn't. It was just, you know. In a, but I, I was living in my car. You know what? I, I, I had lost my family, my children, my wife. I was out there chasing a, that crack cocaine, huh? Living in my car. And I remember it, right over here, right, right, there, uh, right there by St. Rose Hospital across the street. There used to, there's, oh, there's still there these, these uh, clinics. I used to go park. There was, there, there's, there's gates now, but back in the day there was no gate. I used to go park behind it because it was pitch black back there. I used to go back there because I, I used to live in Lord Tennyson. Come on, somebody. Uh, we lived in Lord Tennyson. And uh, I, it was over the wall from Lord Tennyson, so it was kind of, I felt like I was close to home. I felt like I was in the house, you know. But I wasn't. I was just, uh, you know, I was over the wall, you know, sleeping in my car. And I used to go park over there. Well, I used to, number one, I used to go park over there sometimes because I, I used to get high there. But at, at late night, man, I would just go there and crash. Amen. And how many know that when you're going through pain in your life, and when you, when you get sick and tired and sick and tired at some time, and I got sick and tired of, you know what, of living in my car and being dirty and smelly and stinky and all that stuff and having to hustle, having to lie, having to cheat having to steal so that I could get high again. And you know what? I remember sitting in that car, and you know what? I cried out to God. I said, God, I'm tired. I don't want to live like this anymore. I, I've been going through this. Me and Yolanda got married, and we had one good year. And after that, I, somebody introduced me to crack cocaine. And after that, the next seven, eight years were pure hell. And in you know what I remember, man? I remember sitting in that wall, sitting right there in that car. I can remember it today, clear as daylight, is sitting there and saying, you know what, God, you know what, if you're real, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of living like this. I'm sick and, you know what, I got guns pulled on me. I got shot at before in Oakland. I used to go in crack houses with people I didn't even know. And I've seen everything. I've seen all kinds of crazy, not only in Oakland, but Hayward, all over the place. And I got tired, and I said, you know what, God, man, if, if, if you change my situation, if you come into my life, God, I'll serve you. If you come into my life, Lord God, and, and if you can make a change, I, I want to be married. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my family, Lord God. If you can just, you know what, uh, miraculously do something in my life. My parents didn't want to see me. My family didn't want me around. I, I had burned too many people. I had done all kinds of crazy things. And I just got tired. I said, you know what? I can't live like this no more. My way is not working. My way is no good. 
My way is, you know what, put me in the pit. And you know what, I, I need help. And I cried out to God. And I cried, I said, I cried out to God. And how many know that God answers a broken and contrite heart? Amen. God heard my heart that night. And a couple of days later, guess what? Who comes walking up to me? Victory Outreach. Huh? Victory Outreach. God sent the hound dogs to heaven. And they came and told me, you know, Jesus can touch your life. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can deliver you. And there were a couple of homeboys of mine that were going to Victory Outreach that, that you know, that were out doing the work of God. They came and told me about Jesus and the rest was history. God heard my cry. But once I got saved, I said, you know what? I started believing God for the blessings of God. I said, God, man, I, I want you to bless me, Lord. I want you to bless my life. I'm going to serve you. And I began to pray that prayer like Jabez. You know what? I want you to bless my life. Some of you, you need to begin to believe God for blessings in your life. How many know that God calls you, man? God, God wants to bless us. God's in the blessing business, Right? God, Jesus said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. He come to bless you, you and me. And see, but Jabez prayed here that, you know what? Jabez pray, says is that he prayed that God, for God to bless him. And I began, I began to pray for God to bless me. It's not a selfish prayer. I began to see, I want to see the blessings of God in my life. I want to see my marriage healed. I want to see my kids raised up in the things of God. I want to see, you know what, the, uh, the covering of God in my life and see the miracles of God in my life. And as I began to pray that prayer and believe God for the miraculous, God began to move within my life. God began to set things in motion. God began to heal the brokenhearted within my life. God began to heal my marriage. And he began to do great and mighty things within my life. Today, all my kids are saved. Amen. They're serving God. And there's no greater feeling, man, to see your kids serving God. Huh? And they're not caused, they caused us some pain. Amen. Where's Selena at? <laughs> yeah, she's ducking. I don't know where she, she ducked out. No, she's there. <laughs> Manny, Manny, he gave us some headaches. Amen. But we believe God for the miraculous. We believe God was going to bless our family. And God did. See, the Bible says if, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Same thing as, you know, as the blessings of God. It, it, you know what? Don't, don't worry. It's not selfish to ask God to bless you. Huh? If you want God to bless you for all the right reasons. God will bless your life. If you want more finances so that you can give more and you mean it, amen, how many know that God's going to bless your life? The Bible says if you're faithful over little, but how many know we got to be givers? If you're faithful over little, the Bible says he'll put you over much. The Bible says that you know what, that, that if you can't handle worldly wealth, how are you going to handle the wealth of God? Huh? And But we got to ask God to bless us and we got to be faithful in the little. And how we know God will bless us with much. That was the prayer of Jabez. He prayed that, you know what, that God would bless his life, that God would come into his life, that he would be able to be a blessing. You know, the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about, about Jabez. It's just a few scriptures. We were up here before. 
two scriptures. Amen? It doesn't tell us, but you know what? Because of the word of God, because of we, we see how God blesses, we can, t- we can see and we can, we can uh, you know, put together the pieces that, you know what, Jabez sought God. That he sought God's blessing for his life and for his family. And that, you know what, that he did something right. That he said, you know what, he, his prayer was, was with conviction and his prayer was, you know what, uh, uh, meaningful. And he wanted God to bless him. He wanted the blessings of God. He wanted to be used by God. And God began to use his life and God blessed his life. That's why it's put in here. It wasn't put in here for nothing. Amen. See, if you just want more wealth in order to spend it on yourself, your prayer, how many know your prayer is not going to be answered? If you want wisdom so you can feel smarter than other people, how many know your prayer is not going to be answered? If you want success or want to be a leader so that you can lord it over others, your prayer is not going to be answered. But if you want these things so that you can serve others with more talents and more resources, then pray for those things in order that God may be a blessing in your life. I believe Jabez wanted to be a blessing. Amen. How many of you want to be a blessing? Jabez also remembered his ancestors. I believe the old, the prayers of old, the things that happened before him. I believe Jacob, I mean, uh, Jabez remembered his ancestor Jacob who wrestled with God. When God told him to release him, Jacob said, I'm not going to release you until you bless me. See, some, some, See, I remember wrestling with God that night. And I remember in the beginning, you know what, in my walk with God, you know what, I wrestled with God, man, I, because my wife didn't, my wife wanted nothing to do with me. And I said, God, man, I, I began to pray. I began to, you know what, to fast. And I began to, you know, give. I began to hold on to the promises of God and believing God that, you know what, that God was going to heal my marriage, that God was going to give me back my children. That God was going to sustain my job. I was this close to losing my job. I was hanging by a thread. Amen. I lost many jobs. Good jobs. Amen. And I was crying out to God and I was believing God that, you know what, that, that, that he would, you know what, that he would, he would bless me. And I was like, you know what, I'm not giving up. I'm not letting go of God. I'm holding on to God. You know what, uh, you know what? For the rest of my life, you know, uh, God began to set the things in motion. I seen God working in my life. And I, you know what? I began to pray. I began to seek God. I began to kept a hold up, holding on to God because I knew that God, because if, if, you know what? I know some of the guys, the guys are in the home. And I was this close to going to the home. But you know what? God delivered me instantly. I was lucky. I was lucky. I was blessed. Amen. Because I chased crack cocaine for seven, eight years. And then one night, some guys prayed for me and I was delivered. God took away the craving. God took away the men, my mind. He took away the mentality. He took away all those things that, you know what, that I was living for. And he delivered me instantly. Amen. And I, after that, I went to church, man, and it was over. I began to serve God. I said, you know what, I'm home. I found my home. I found my place. I found that God, you know what? That everything I was searching for, it was right here. It was the house of God. That God had something special for my life. And you know what? I believe God that he was going to do the rest for my family. And I continue to hold on to God. Some of you need to do that. 
you still need to believe God for the miraculous. You need to still, you know, you need to get in deeper, man. You need to seek God this year, 2016. This is your year. This is a year God wants to bless you like never before. This is a year God wants to rain down on you. They got to want to say, you know what, bless you like never before. But it's got to come from your heart. <clears throat> See, in our own church, you know, we read the Word of God. We study, man. Life groups are starting up so we can study the Word of God. And, you know, each year you need to look. I know it's the beginning of the year, but you need to look to see, did you grow from last year? Are you, far, are you, doing the, are you the same old, same old Christian doing the same thing? Huh? Going to, coming to church, paying your tithes, going to work, but not really making an impact. Amen. You need to pray to God that, you know what, that this will be a year that God would use you in a mighty way, that the gifts and the calling of God would come forth within your life and that God would use you and bless you and bless your life. Because it's important, you know, uh, Jabez is, is that, that I believe that he wanted God to bless him so that he can become more of a servant. So he can have more resources, so he can be more wise, so that he can act more, or so he can impact more people. This is the type of prayer we need. We need a, a zeal to serve God. We need a new desire to serve God, to be a live a life of blessings to this hurting and dying world. The sure sign that you are a growing Christian is there was there is within you a desire. To have your life used by God. How many of you want to be used by God? Huh? Do you want to be used by God this year? Or do you just want to sit on the sidelines? You're going to be a cheerleader. Amen? God ain't looking for cheerleaders. He's looking for people to get in the game. Huh? He's looking for players. He's looking for active participants. The thing that grieves I believe God the most about our current culture is our procrastination or preoccupation with ourselves and that we think that life is all about us. We want more, we want it faster, we want it better, and we want it cheaper. But how many know the things of God ain't cheap? Huh? The things of God ain't cheap. Our lives become shallow and self-centered when we are worried about how we look, and what we have, and who we, and who might have more, amen. Sometimes we're worried about what we have and who's got more than us, amen. And that's a shallow way to live your life. So many people never have a purpose larger than themselves. God has called us to be larger to, than ourselves, to be bigger than ourselves, to have big dreams, to 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 believe God for the miraculous, to believe God for the impossible. Do you still believe like that? Do you still dream like that? Do you still want God to do great and mighty things within your life? Tell your neighbor to have a purpose larger than themselves. It's not about you. It's not about you. We think it's about us. It's not about, how's that song go, that kid's song? It's not about me. It's not about you. <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. I heard the other kids singing it. Amen. 
It's not about us. It's about the people out. Why do you think God saved us? Huh? He could have just let us go and let us live our life and die in our misery. But God called us for something great and something special. The second thing, let me move a little faster, is that Jabez prayed, the second part of prayer, Jabez prayed that God would enlarge his borders. Amen? That Jabez, Jabez was from the tribe of Judah, which was the ruling class among the Hebrews. And to increase his territory meant that his people would have more area to live in and that he would have more people to serve as a leader. And he wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about the welfare of others. A leader is a servant of other people. And Jabez wanted to be used by God more than anything else. Is that your prayer tonight? Is that your desire that God would use you, that God would enlarge you, that he would enlarge your thinking, that he would enlarge your capacity, that he would enlarge your heart, that he would enlarge your compassion, that he would enlarge your giving, that he would enlarge your mentality, that he would begin to use you like never before to reach the hurting people of this world? Is there a longing, passion inside of you to be used of God no matter what it takes? Or are you just living for yourself at this time? Are you wanting God to use your life? You know, are you just living for yourself or are you wanting God to use you to do great and mighty exploits? Do you want to be blessed by God to be a blessing? You people, do you want to be blessed by God to be a blessing? Amen. See, the prayer for God to enlarge your life and your sphere of influence it's so that you can reach and touch all those th- that which is around you. All those things that you come in contact with. All those people at work. All those people at the market. All those people, you know, that you run into throughout the day so that you can reach them. So that you can tell them about the good news. And so that they can be blessed by God. See, we need to get in the habit of asking God for something so big that you cannot possibly do it by yourself. You need to ask him to enlarge your territory tonight. See, God wants you to enlarge your capacity. He wants you to enlarge your faith. He wants you to enlarge your heart and your passion and your love for God, your love for others, your love for your spouse, your love for your children, your love for the breath of life, your love for another day, your love to do a work for God, a love for your ministry, a love for your pastor, a love for your leaders, a love for, you know what, for this hurting world. God wants you to enlarge. Tell your neighbor you need to enlarge. You need to pray that. You need to pray for God. I need God, you know what, man, the last few years for me have been pain. Amen. We've been through a lot, you know, ever since, you know, how many know that we were blessed, man. We were able to pastor a church for 10, 11 years in another city. And, you know, to tell you the truth, to come back was painful. It's taken a couple years to go through the emotional things that you go through, and not only emotional, financial, physical, and all the different things that we, we went through the last few years. But I believe that this is going to be a year for, for me and my wife. It's going to be a year of blessings. It's going to be a year of power. It's going to be a year, you know what, that you know what, that God's going to use us to do great things for God. It's difficult. If you're going through pain right now, you're right where you need to be. Because God's getting ready to burst something new within your life. 
See, in the time of great discouragement, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah saying, enlarge the place of your tent. That's our scripture. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Right? And during the time of great discouragement for for the tribe of for the you know the people of Israel, God told them, "Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cord and strengthen your stakes." I believe tonight that you know what that God is telling many of you the same thing today. He's saying you to you know what that you need to enlarge yourself tonight. You need to enlarge yourself this year. You need to enlarge you know what your capacity. You need to allow God to pour more into your life. You need to take out so that God can put in. See, God wants you to see beyond your circumstances. Don't worry about where you're at. Just believe God that God's going to enlarge you. Just pray that God will enlarge your life, that God will enlarge your capacity, that you know what, the things that you can't do, that God will give you the faith and he'll give you the power and he'll give you the anointing to do what God has called you for. He wants to enlarge your life if you would join him by praying and believing for the blessings of God. How many of you believe that tonight? Are you ready for God to enlarge you? Huh? Are you ready for God to enlarge you in 2016? This is going to be a, a year of enlarge. God's going to enlarge your ministry. God's going to enlarge your faith. He's going to enlarge your finances. But do you believe it? Huh? You got to pray for it. Huh? The third thing that we see here, and I'm rounding the bend, amen. The third thing uh, to consider is Jabez prayed that God's hand would be upon him. See, Jabez knew that what he was praying for was bigger than what he could accomplish himself. And you know, the work we do in Victory Outreach, man, we do, it, it's, it's not an easy work that we do. You just look next to you. Somebody said that earlier, right? Huh? We're, we're, we're a peculiar people. We're knuckleheads. Huh? We're Jabez's through and through. We're Jabez's. We caused pain. We caused pain to our parents. We caused pain to our school teachers. We caused pain to the authorities. We caused pain to the police. We caused pain to our community. We caused pain all over the place. painful just looking now I'm just I'm just kidding just kidding that's just a joke you're beautiful people amen God enlarges my heart you guys are all beautiful we're all beautiful amen but you got to understand that you know what that you might have been a pain in the past but God is turning you into a blessing can somebody say amen you're gonna you're gonna be a blessing some of you're gonna go around the world some of you are going to go to different cities. Some of you are going to stay right here. God's going to use you to be a blessing for God because God's going to change your name from pain to blessings. Do you remember what the world was like just before the flood in Noah's day? The Bible says that the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Then it says the Lord was grieved. We even caused God, we even caused God, God pain. God was grieved. I believe even today God's grieved. 
God's grieved, grieved at the, the, the earth. God's grieved at his people sometimes because we're disobedient. We're short-sighted. We're lack of faith. That's why God is calling us to be enlarged this year so that we can be a blessing, so that we can become what God wants us to be. So we need to pray that the hand of God will remain on us, that the keeping power of Almighty God would rest upon our lives, that we would be able to do what God has called us to do. Because let me tell you something, it's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get busy. It's easy to get heard and to lose heart. Amen? You, you know, like, like I said, the last few years, man, it's been a roller coaster. Up and down. Emotions. Different things. You know? And I don't want to cry to you guys and you know what, and tell you all the things and how I got hurt and but we, a lot of times that's all we do. Oh, but you don't know how well, you know, they treated me. You don't know, you know, what they did to me. You know. And, and I could tell you some things, and you'd be like, what? What? Oh, you would love that, huh? You, would, you want me to tell you? Nah, I ain't telling you. <laughs> See, that's how we are. We like to hear, you know. But all I can tell you, you know, what is that? God's keeping power has kept me. It's been through a lot of prayer. It's been a bit of holding on to God. God, hold on, God. I'm not going nowhere. Huh? This hurts. But sometimes you got to hold on. Sometimes you got to, you know what? You got you to buckle down. You got to button the hatches. Amen? Because the pain comes in like a flood sometimes, and it just hurts. You get sucker punched upside the head. Bam. You want to give up. You want to quit. But how many know that God's raising you up for something great? God's allowing you to go through the pain because you know what? He has blessings in store for you later on. They're on the way. They're coming. But how many know that sometimes we grieve God? That's why, you know what, Jabez prayed for God to keep his hand upon him. Lord, keep your hand upon me. So you need to pray for the hand of God to remain on your life. You need to pray that the hand of God will continue to direct you, that the hand of God would keep you, the keeping hand of Almighty God will keep you right where you're at, going forward, not looking back, not allowing the hurts, not allowing your emotions, not allowing your own thoughts, not, not allowing, even though God's allowing you to get stripped, amen? God's allowing, God's stripping you sometimes. He's taking this and he's taking that and it's painful. God is at work. God is at work within your life. If that's happening in your life. God is at work in your life. He's just waiting for you to, you know what, to, to, to pray, man, to him, to bless him. Now, you know, I'm not giving up. I'm holding on. I'm going forward. I'm going to become that man of God. I'm going to become that woman of God. I'm going to allow God to do everything he wants to do in my life. And I'm going to, you know what, I'm not going nowhere. But I'm going to stick it out. I believe that's why Jabez's name is, is here, you know what, in the annals of the Chronicles. That, 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 you know what, that he was a praying man, that he prayed God to bless him, that he prayed that God would keep his hand upon his life. Because he must have been a man that, you know what, that cried out and believed God for the miracles within his life. You know, the other thing I want to share is that, is that, you know, we see here that prayer got the attention of God. 
How many know prayer, you know, uh, uh, prayer gets, gets God's attention? Amen. When we, when we pray to God. I want to give you just a few other things real quick that, that get God's ha- attention. How many know that a broken and contrite heart? The Bible says that God will not despise. Psalms 50, 51, 17. And you know that word contrite in the Hebrew and Greek means crushed. Huh? It means crushed. It means it means broken. It means stepped on. See, sometimes you're gonna go through times when you know what? You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna feel the you're gonna feel the weight of the pain within your life, and you're gonna go through things. And but when you're when you're broken before God and your heart is right with God, and you know what, you, you have a heart for God, you have a contrite, a broken heart. See, sometimes God wants to break us. Huh? He wants to break us, you know what, inside. He wants to break our mentality. He wants to break different things in our life. See, a contrite heart means no excuses. A contrite heart offers no excuses for sin and shifts no blame. That's a contrite heart. Huh? It accepts the responsibility of what you've done and gives it to God. It fully agrees with God about how evil sin is. A contrite heart throws itself upon the mercy of God, knowing that it deserves nothing but wrath. Huh? The second thing that gets God's attention is a generous heart. Mark 12, 43. In Mark 12, 43, God called his disciples and he said, look. He said, look at that poor widow over there. She's putting into, in more, into more of the treasury than you know what? Because she gave out of her, her poverty and everybody else is given out of their wealth. A generous heart to get the heart of God also. A generous heart to get God's attention. Can somebody say amen? A faithful and obedient heart will get God's attention. In Genesis 22, 1 through 18, we read the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. Is that God, you know what, told him to go and sacrifice his son, right? And he took his son. He, he got firewood together. He built an altar. He was, you know, he was, he was faithful and he was obedient to God. But how many know God provided? Huh? That didn't get God's attention. Uh, a faithful and obedient heart will always grab God's attention. Also, a committed heart. How many know we have to have a committed heart? In 2 Chronicles 16.9, the Bible says that for the eyes of the Lord. All right, it's time to land. Set me a little alarm. Start landing. Start descending. It's my descending alarm. But 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Amen. Not only does prayer get God's heart, but generosity gets God's heart. Faithfulness and obedience and a committed heart to God. And there's many, but I just have a few. And this last one is that the other thing that gets God's heart is humbleness. In Isaiah 66, 2, the Bible says, Has not my hand made all, all these things? And so they come into being, declares the Lord. It says, These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble. And there it is again, and contrite in spirit, and who tremble at my word. Amen. 
And so we see that there's many things that can capture God, and there's more that can capture God's heart. But here we see that prayer was the thing that got God's heart. Amen. And we're going to, uh, let me see, let me get my, uh, my last point. We can have the worship team go ahead and come up. Amen. And the last thing that Jabez prayed was that Jabez prayed that God would keep him from evil. Amen. God would keep him from evil. And, and this is something that we all need to continue to pray. That God would direct our mind. He would direct our heart. Keep us from thinking evil thoughts. Keep us from doing evil deeds. Keep us from, you know what, from reverting back to our old mentality. Keep us from, you know what, from, you know, from hurting people and from doing damage, from causing pain. Keep us from doing evil, evil in our life. Because it's easy. It's easy, you know. All it takes is to take, we'll take one step back. Huh? All it takes is for us to, you know what, to... To slip up just for a minute, just for a second, and to begin to do, you know, what we shouldn't be doing. And you know, we're all guilty of that sometimes. Amen. Sometimes we fall away from God. Sometimes, you know, we're not doing exactly what we need to do. But how many know that, you know, you need to pray, God, to strengthen you tonight. Sometimes, you know what, I know that, that we have people in the church that, you know what, that you struggle. And one day you're in, the next day you're out. Because evil comes upon your life and you allow evilness and evil thoughts and evil things and, you know, to come into your life and, and they take control of you. Amen. But I want you to know tonight as you pray that prayer that you say, God, keep me from evil. Keep me from the evil one. Keep me from doing evil things. As you pray that prayer, how many know that the strength of God is going to well up in your life? Huh? As God's going to begin to bless you, God's going to begin to strengthen you. I believe that 2016, for many of you, is going to be a year that, you know what, you're going to break through the evilness that comes upon your life. Amen? And you're going to say, you know what, no more, man. I'm not letting that take control of me. I'm not letting that, you know, rule my life any longer. You know, come on, think of, you know, I know all of us, there, there's a spot in our heart that, you know what, that there's still evilness comes in. Huh? And, but I believe that, you know what, that as we get a hold of God, this is the end of the month, we've been fasting and praying. How many of you want to be blessed? Amen. If you want to be blessed, I want you to stand to your feet. If you want this to be a year of blessing, you need to stand to your feet. Because I believe that, you know what, that God wants to bless you. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. But it's through the pain that, you know what, that you're going to be able to look up. 
God allows pain to come into our lives so that we can look up. Amen. Because sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. All we can do is cry out to God. And God allows that to happen to us so that we can cry out to him.